Hi, Annie. Hey, Joe, how are you? How are you today? Wonderful. And nice you? to meet you. Same to you. Where are you coming out of? I'm in Boston. Boston, Massachusetts. Cool. I'm in Kansas City. Kansas City. But Kansas City is not in Kansas. It's in Missouri, right? Well, it's weird because our metro area is so large. Yeah. That it's actually Kansas is one kind of separate entity. Missouri is another. It's confusing to anybody on the outside. I uh, am com indeed confused. <laughs> yeah. It's. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where else that would exist in the country. I need to find that out to have a metaphor to string it together. But yeah, Kansas City, it just it happens to be like Missouri's right on the line of Kansas. So it's just they just split and had to. And and the thing is, Kansas City, Kansas, Charlie Parker's from there. And obviously, Kansas City, Missouri, there's a lot of people from here. So they both have their own distinct flavors. So, right. Um, but you don't have to deal with that with Boston. You just got one Boston and. That's how well, it works. We've got greater Boston. So then when people say I'm from Boston, but they're not actually from Boston, they're just from the surrounding area of Boston. And they... I gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and then you got New England Patriots and it's Foxborough and people are like, wait, that's Boston. So it's, you know, it's that yeah. kind of, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that kind of mentality. Well, it's great to meet you. And I want to begin our conversation before we dig into your very important work by asking how you survived the last three and a half years of the pandemic. How did you get through it? And how did it change you now that we're, you know, we've been out of it and things are opening up? How did I survive? I mean, I think I actually did really well. I thrived. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, things actually went up and up and up and up with each yeah. passing year for me. Uh, so what happened was, I think four months right before the pandemic just blew up in, in March, my, I, I got a new job, right, in accounting. And it paid me more. That was great. And I, I had always, you know, what's so weird. So I had put on my little wish list, kind of like vision board several years back, like more than five years ago from that point about like, I want to work a remote job. Yeah. And I, I had totally forgotten about it until I looked, I looked at it last year. And then I was like, wait, five years before I was able to start working remotely, I had wrote that I want to work a remote job. <laughs> so it was thanks to the pandemic that I was able to go fully remote. Now mm -hmm. I do go still go in the office sometimes once a week to go pick up mail, but yeah, yeah my life is great. I've That's been wonderful. making more money as well because people, when they struggle financially, they need financial advice. Yeah, <laughs> And then also during the pandemic, because like everyone was going on a uh, buying spree thanks to the low interest rates, which isn't happening anymore. Um, I had managed, thanks to the low interest rates, I bought my first place at only 25 years old Wow. with, with no parental help. Like we had saved up for a few years for the down payment and we managed to buy a place because of those low interest rates. And then um, a company that was affiliated with Quicken Loans, but not like actually Quicken Loans itself, sure. saw, saw my video and they were like, we want her to make videos for us to, to help um, first time home buyers buy their first home because wow. you know, like I'm the face of it. Like if I did it, someone yeah. else can do it Absolutely. You know, in their twenties. So that, that brought in a nice income for me. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. So on paper, you're an author, you're a finance guru, but I want to get to the essence of exactly what you do every day. So I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third graders. It's career day. One of the kids asks you, what do you do for a living? How do you answer that child? Oh my gosh, I do so many things though. So one of the things is as an accountant, I help the small business that I work for, I help them manage their money. 
I, I basically make sure he always has money in the bank with the way I do his cash flow. And then I make sure everything is accurate. But the other thing is my day to day recently in the last two months has shifted entirely because now I'm an author of the five day job search. So these days I am promoting the book. Yeah. Everything I do, like half of my workday is basically marketing, promotion, and sales because over the next 12 months, I'm getting on 500 podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. So do you like it? Uh, it has its up and downs. Like some days I'm booked on four shows. Yeah. Like today I'm on four shows. It, yeah. it can be like back to back to back where uh -huh. I am like trying to scarf down my lunch before I can get into the next interview. Right. Yeah. And I enjoy meeting new hosts as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it, it hasn't up and downs. Like with the scheduling, it drives me crazy because then I'm like, wait, I cannot go to the gym because I have to keep my makeup on. Yeah. Right. But other than that, I enjoy what I do. Yeah, that's the key to it. So what did you want to be in the third grade? What was your dream to grow up and become? It was to become an actress. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, there was this really, really famous. Um, so back then, China did not allow any films to be made. Right. Right. Like they destroyed everything culturally related because they, they want to control the culture in their communist country. Uh, so they, they literally destroyed so much intellectual property. They wow. burned books and everything. Uh, you want to make a film? No, you can't unless it's like approved by the government. So like just when they started like opening things up in the late 90s for people to make money. Right. Yeah. F films were becoming popular, TV shows as well. And so. Um, there's this really famous actress that took off from back then. Her name is Zhao Wei. And then she starred in something called Pearl Pearl Princess. I watched it growing up. Everyone loved this so much, right? I watched her on screen and I was like, I want to be a famous actress like her one day. <laughs> awesome. Did you ever do acting? Did you train? Did you get I, into it? Nope, never, okay. never ended up training. I actually ended up taking um, only two acting classes two months ago. And then I was like, yeah, I don't have time for this. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go back to where you were born and raised and how these seeds of finance and business and, and being coming an author. How did all of this happen? Uh, going back, going back to when I grew up, I, my parents are really frugal. Yeah. So they, they like to save money all throughout my childhood. We never really ate at restaurants unless it was for a special occasion, like a holiday or a birthday. And I also remember specifically one time my friend Anna, she gave me a $5 bill. We, we were only five years old, yeah. right? And she gave me this $5 bill. She said, you can keep it. I said, really? Okay, thanks. I mean, now we ha I have no concept of money. I have no, I have no idea what its value is. I just know $5 back then could buy you 10 bags of 50 cent chips. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, um, so I'm like, oh, that's great. I can buy like 10 bags of chips with this. And I go home with this $5. My mom sees I have the $5. She's like, who gave you that? And then I was like, Anna, she, she, she said, I can keep it. And then she calls Anna's mom. And then Anna, Anna's mom says, Anna said, oh, no, I said she could borrow it. Right. That's totally different from what she told me sure. in, in class that day. And then my parents are like, you're not allowed to borrow money from anyone ever. <laughs> like they're very like stringent on debt. Like they don't believe in borrowing money. I've, uh, I've never seen them using credit cards growing up. Wow. Right. Uh, so. But but they're really good at saving money as well. Um, so I think as I grew older and then 18 years old at my first job, that really colored my perspective of money yeah. because 
I've never heard of credit. I didn't even know what a debit card was because they pay for everything with yeah. like physical cash, right? Uh, so it's another thing that also colored me was the fact that I didn't want to go straight to college despite yeah. having straight A's in school. So my guidance counselor told me that I would always be a failure in life if I didn't go. And wow. she told me that she knew how the real world worked because she was an adult and I wasn't. So I asked her for advice and that was all she could give me. No wow. one else, no one else is by my side to give me advice. They said they couldn't help me. It's like either you go to college or, or you just end up working at McDonald's. So coming out, I just worked a whole string of like minimum wage jobs. So not only like with my parents saying no debt, never borrow money. It's, it's also like I made so little money and then I was like, okay, if I cannot borrow money, I, I somehow have to, have to make this work. Yeah. Right. So from my first job, I've always saved between 25 to 50% of my income. Okay. Yeah. That's good though. I I've run into people that have no idea what it means to put something on credit or any of that. So that's a really good mentality to go into. Cause it just, you know, you just create a reality where you don't have to worry about that. And it takes a lot of stress off, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was definitely hard in the beginning though, because there wasn't, I didn't make a lot of money. Yeah. So it was, um, really stressful for me to figure out how to save money and yeah. there was a time when i had budgeted back then this was i think back in 2015 when i could actually live on 30 dollars a week for groceries and i you know i can get up to exactly 30 dollars or a little under and that week i think i i bought like a little too less food you know like maybe one or two meals less than i should have because of the 30 dollars yeah and um i missed breakfast that day didn't have lunch and i was like starving and I was in community college at the time and this classmate came up to me after class and just introduced himself and, and asked me what I like to do. I said, oh, I like to save money. Um, you know, if you want, I can make you a budget and I can show you how to cut your phone bill in half. And right then and there, we sat down, I made him a budget, showed him how he could cut his phone bill in half. He's like, wow, this is so great. Um, can I buy you a meal? Now, he didn't know I was starving, but like yeah. I've always been somehow taken care of like yeah. even if i don't have money somehow things always come into my life that will always make sure i'm well fed and sheltered yeah for sure so who's been a hero for you in your life i think for me it's been this this uh it's weird it's like this korean grandma that i came across nice <laughs> yeah yeah um one time when i was working at the hardware store this very old lady she's in her 70s she came in with her dog Mm -hmm. to buy some kitchen cabinets from the hardware store where I worked. And I, I just bent over and I played with her dog. And then she just stared me in the eye and she's like, young lady, you're going to be really successful one day. And then I was like, who's this lady who everyone else in my life has always said I'll be a failure. He, she's here saying I'll be really successful. And I've only been playing for, with her dog for five minutes. I didn't even say hello to her. Yeah. Yeah. And then she said, I want to give you a job. Come into my office. Um, and I, I went in and then she asked me, where's my resume? I was like, what resume? I've never written one before. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she had me write one up on the spot. And then she said, okay, listen, um, you don't have the credentials for what I want you to do, but I, I would like to take you on like, like a granddaughter or something like that, you know? So yeah. she, she just like, you know, we just hung out a lot and I learned a lot from her mindset, like the way yeah. she does things. There was this one time. She had me clean her windows and I thought they were cleaned. Like I thought I cleaned them sparkly clear. And then she was like, no, there's streaks in it. Can you see, can you like just 
bend over to the angle slightly and you're gonna see and there's this tiny little streak in the window and it's like see you didn't do it perfect yeah <laughs> like, wow like like her standards for how how work should be done were so high yeah i was like oh my god this lady is so difficult to work with yeah. who wants to work with her but i did walk away with a lesson like you should always raise your standards for your work mm -hmm. so going forward after that i made sure everything i did in my work i always raised the standard to be yeah. really high yeah yeah for sure so if you can meet anybody alive on the planet that you admire or look up to and spend some time with them who would it be anyone alive on the planet yeah interesting huh i i honestly wouldn't know because a lot of the things that like the thing is I don't learn from actually meeting people. I learn from reading their books. Okay. I feel like I can learn a lot more from reading someone's book than from meeting yeah. them in person because a book they've spent hours on, yeah. you know, total time. Maybe it takes like a total of 40 hours to write a book spread out over a year or two, right? Sure. Like they spent 40 hours to compile this information in a really organized manner for me to digest and learn everything that they're trying to teach me versus if I could spend like maybe a day with somebody, I wouldn't learn as much. So I never really. Yeah. I like that answer. Yeah. So what is your motivation every day? What gets you out of bed? What gets you to accomplish what you want to get done and be who you are? What makes me get up out of bed? <laughs> the fact uh, that I have work. There you go. That, that There's the motivation. <laughs> no, there's a lot of motivation, but like the number one motivation I think is the fact that, um, out of me and my husband, my husband goes to school. So I'm the one supporting both of us. And then I also have to send money back home to his in-laws, to my in-laws as well. So like, there's a lot of pressure on me to do well and, and earn an income to support, I think a total of seven adults. And I'm only in my twenties, right? Wow. So I have to really make sure I work hard. Yeah. <laughs> there's absolutely. a lot of people, a lot of people depend on me. Like it's not just them, but also the fact that I have a, a business. So like, contractors that I pay, right? They rely on me to pay them for their income, yeah. to, for them to put food on their table. So knowing that like so many people are relying on me, I, I have to get up. So what's one of your best success stories as a professional so far? <laughs> one of the best success stories is the fact that now I can call myself an award-winning author, which by the way, was really easy to get. I, I always right. thought winning an award was something more difficult and sounds really prestigious but um i found out that to become an award-winning author you literally just in the same year that you launch your book you have to apply for awards apparently awards don't come out of thin air you have to pay a 100 bucks per application and just apply right so i was like okay well if i apply to 50 awards because i qualify for 50 and i just spend five thousand dollars applying for awards over the course of 12 months how many awards can I win? Yeah. <laughs> how, how many awards can I win? And can I say that I'm like an award-winning author of, right? So yeah. then um, an award just came back yesterday. It's my third one. <laughs> nice. But uh, so we'll see because I'm still waiting for the rest um, of the results to come back. Many yeah. of them don't come out until maybe the spring. Okay. But out of 50, how many will I win? I mean, then let's say if I win 10 of them, I can say I've won 10 awards. Doesn't that yeah. sound like a huge accomplishment? Yeah, I mean, that's a big deal for books. Whenever there's all the uh, multiple award-winning embossed things on them, you're like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, I should read that book, you know? Right, it's, and it's now, a big draw. now I know though, it's just marketing. Right, 
That's right. Yeah. It's all marketing. So of all of the things that you've accomplished so far, what are you the proudest of? What am I the proudest of? <laughs> there are so many things I'm proud of, proudest of. There's not one because it's all like a, a journey. Like I always thought if I get to a certain place, I'll feel so proud of myself. But the thing is, once I've gotten there, it, it wasn't like that big of a deal. Like, right. for example, um, I always wanted to buy a house, right? And then so when I finally bought at 25 years old, I felt amazing, right? But I felt amazing for a week. And then that was it. Like, it was like, okay, now this is my new daily normal. What's next, right? <laughs> and yeah. then I, I specifically remember there was an article that I read way back then in my early 20s that said one of the things you should accomplish by the time you're before you're even turned like 30 is you should have a net worth of a hundred thousand dollars and then one day my husband and i we just sat down and calculated our net worth you know and then i was like oh our net worth is a hundred thousand dollars and then i was like i don't feel any different than what i felt five minutes ago before i yeah. found out <laughs> yeah so it, it's like there's not one super proud moment it's just like this series and then it's it's not as proud as i always thought it would be yeah sure no i get that so everyone out there has a perception of you your family your friends clients colleagues but you run the show what's your perception of you who do you think you are interesting i i don't know sometimes i don't even know myself that's a weird question because everyone thinks like man she's in her late 20s she's got everything together she knows her shit. she knows what she's doing and she has a plan for her life and everything's going well, she's so accomplished. But then um, I, I personally, like sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm like, why do everyone look at me, like put me on a pedestal? Like, why right. are they, why are you guys hyping me up? I feel like I'm literally just a very normal person and simply put, I simply know what I want and I'm just gonna go do it. Like, I'm not gonna put in excuses or complaints about why I shouldn't be able to have something, right? So sure. I'll just do that. But. And it's, it's weird because every day my perception is different. Like last yeah. Thursday, I went to piano lesson and I I felt like I had a really low self-esteem because I I didn't come in with my piano homework all done and I couldn't play the pieces for my teacher. So it's like every day my perception is a little different. Yeah, I get that. What's been one of the best pieces of, of advice you've ever gotten? Best piece of advice is organize everything. So my okay. friend Robert, he, he asked me, no, I asked him what is something that I could do that really, really changed my career. And he's like, everything, you got to organize it all, meaning organize your stuff, organize your time, organize your money, organize your emails, organize your address book, organize your desk. Everything needs to be super organized. And then once everything's super organized, then everything will be clear for you and it'll be easy for you to make plans and stuff. So I, I took it to heart. I literally like organized everything yeah and, and it has made a difference because like one of the things that my colleagues say is that you're so organized it's like i don't want to put anything on your desk because i feel <laughs> like just putting this cup on here is gonna make it a mess <laughs> yeah so you're the award-winning best-selling author of the five-day job search where can people get the book learn more about you reach out to you how can they do that to learn more about the book, you can go on AnnieYangFinancial.com. And I actually have a coupon code, a special discount for the listeners today. They can check out the book on AnnieYangFinancial.com, add it to their shopping cart, and upon checkout, use coupon code NEON, N-E-O-N, for a 10% off discount on the signed paperback copy. 
There's no other way for people to get a signed paperback copy. They have to get it directly from my website. And if they want to reach me, they can email me at Annie at AnnieYangFinancial.com. Wonderful. Annie, thank you so much for your time and story and your passion. Best of luck with everything. You're, you're rocketing through space. So good luck. Thank you so much, Joe. Happy to be on your show today. Great. Thank you. Take care.